Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss. I know it's not great music. I'm, this is a salve for me. This is nothing that you're supposed to be enjoying too much. Although I do find it bittersweet. I think it's kind of nice. Um, okay. Uh, the world continues to go crazy. And I don't know what to say, man. Something is happening. This has never before happened like this in my lifetime where just a huge cultural... Um, I'll use cultural unraveling is happening here. I've stolen that from the commentary uh, magazine editors. We'll be hearing from them a little bit later. But uh, this continues. You know what? I'm going to throw the music back on. We're going to relax. We're going to talk to Kirk Minahan in a minute. Everything's going to be fine. Hey, yeah, what's up, son? Two more hogs got the fever. They sure do. Two more hogs got the fever, man. Two kinds of people right now. Those with loaded guns and those who dig. No, that's not what I mean. What I mean is two kinds of people. The uh, newly conformed who have overnight changed uh, personalities and exchanged what was once a, a lucid and thoughtful personality and demeanor and exchanged it in for one uh, on an insane crusade. And those are the people who got the fever. Uh, the other people are people who have been deleted. And that keeps happening and keeps happening and keeps happening. It's happening in uh, editorial departments at newspapers and magazines and on TV and on radio and on bi in businesses everywhere. Where with this new movement, which started started as a reaction to the unlawful and horrific killing of a man in Minneapolis has now turned into a full, full cultural revolt and political revolt, really. Um, and uh, and it's crazy to see. So not only we are, we are all in agreement 
that the death of George Floyd, and I think the, the death of the, the gentleman a couple of days ago in, in Atlanta was horrific. It did not need to happen in the case of George Floyd. I think the man was murdered. And it's, it's just traffic, tragic and awful. So out of that comes protests. And protesting largely started in the black community. People who are sick, and rightly so, of seeing high-profile examples of unarmed or defenseless uh, black, generally men, being shot and killed by law enforcement for one reason or the other, but watching it is is horrific, and you could certainly understand, and uh, I think we all did. We can understand the anger around that. So there's that. Put that aside. That's fine. There's the protests, and everybody joined in spiritually, if not loudly online and in other uh, platforms to say that we, we agree wholeheartedly this is a bad thing, this shouldn't happen. There are good conversations about some reforms happening right now, um, some changing the way police do police work. President Trump is looking at uh, at um, getting, um, what's that, uh, a neck lock or whatever that, that's called, a chokehold, uh, having police, uh, you know, do away with the chokeholds and maybe some uh, national database. And uh, some other people are pushing for qualified immunity changes and um, changes, structural changes within police departments. Have them do less, uh, fewer healthcare calls. In other words, there would be fewer incursions. That's something to look at. Anyway, there's a there are conversations to be had here, and uh, we're having conversations. It's happening, but. The most energized, the most raucous, the most chaotic and anarchistic um, forces on the progressive left now have gone into overdrive, and they've mobilized in a way that they're looking to snuff out anything, any speech at all that diverges from the written and daily updated and amended script um, of allegiance and a purpose, the mission statement, that's really a far more Marxist uh, thing as it evolves than anything to do with inner city violence. And uh, you can see it, it, it manifests itself in it, this, uh, you know, these speech cops looking around and snuffing out people on Facebook who have said, uh, who have said insensitive things to, um, you know, a bunch of essentially suburban white idiots who have created their own their own state within a state in in Seattle Washington where they've got these six blocks and they've got their own it's they're essentially the antifa folks but they they consider themselves even more enlightened and they're creating some kind of a socialist narnia in the middle of Seattle and in just absconding with the land they've scared the police away and of course these governors and mayors are all for it. They're cheering the kids along. Oh, this and this. Let's watch this experiment. Could be the summer of love in Seattle. If we, if it's anything like the Occupy Wall Street uh, summer of love, that was uh, non-consensual in many, many, many cases. You do not want that. You do not want the uh, autonomous zone or the the Chaz autonomous zone to be uh, to be uh, something that is completely, you know, the mob-run uh, street. And it's already turned, it's, I don't, you know, I don't even want to waste your time on that. Anyway, it's fine. My point is this. Oh. This fever pitch of 
people, canceling people, and uh, upending the the parts of our culture and our society and our politics that were good. There's a lot of good stuff we have too. This torching of everything and institutions, this is not a good thing. And it might feel good that, you know, in, in your town that, uh, you know, the bunch of uh, middle-class white people that took a knee and did the black power thing over the weekend to show solidarity. Um, it, I, I guess in, a, in an odd bit of performance art, which should be some kind of appropriation, I think, or it used to be, that was the old rule, I'm not sure. Um, and you would think that was a, a, a problem. You know, you've got your Democratic leadership in Congress wearing African, traditional African scarves in, I would say, what is a pander for the ages. But no, it's the new normal. Everything is normal here. You're, the, you're supposed to engage in this performance art, and if you do not, if you are not compliant, if you divert it all, they will come for you. If you have, if you take umbrage with uh, young hooligans, and of all colors, by the way, who are throwing bricks through windows and um, in starting fires and burning down public housing in Minneapolis. And I'm not talking about protesters. I'm talking about arsonists, lighting fires, destroying property, assaulting people. If you take umbrage with those folks now, because it's an ancillary chapter, it's ancillarily related to the movement at all, you know, it's 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 in the shadow somewhere of the movement. It must be protected at all costs. So if you're somebody who criticized the looters and looting, which only damages the cause and only damages minority communities, well, you've got to go now. And that's what happened in it, it, to Dave Andelman this week, where he had been criticizing the looting, which is something that we all were behind just a couple of days ago. And now uh, he's essentially been deleted. He's had to step down from his company, which was a great company, which is a Phantom Gourmet. I'm, I'm reticent to say it because I just want the, the the other brothers to be able to get along and, and, and try to recover. And then they own some other things and <clears throat> people are going to protest, etc. Simply for criticizing looters. It, it does not make sense. Normally, rational people online in broadcast all over the place who were just rational people have jumped on and piled on and said that's a great thing these are more when i say hogs got the fever two more hogs got the fever it's happening everywhere this is uh pervasive and once normal people want want their friends and neighbors destroyed why are they is it that they're afraid of of the mob or do they are the true believers are they so guilty in their core that they'll go along with these ancillary chaotic and violent uh, actions even though they're harmful to black lives they'll go along with it just to show that they're uh, that they're so selfless and noble that that uh, that they're to be spared I, I i'm not sure what the reason is i've talked to some good people today one of the people I talked to was Kirk Minahan. You know him from the Kirk Minahan show on uh, Barstool. It's a it's a must listen to podcast. You probably already know it. Kirk Minahan show. He's there. It is a forum of free speech, and uh, no one is safe in, in that show. And that is good because even Kirk himself is not safe. And uh, free speech is a good thing, even if you hate it. It is a good thing. And this is a guy who's been canceled before 
for speaking freely and paid the price. And he was nice enough to give me a couple minutes tonight to talk to him, to try to make sense of it. This is a guy who's been swallowed up by this Borg before. And um, he had things to say, as he always does. And thank goodness for that. Kirk Minahan. All right, we are on with Kirk Minahan. He runs the Kirk Minahan Show. You you probably know all about it. I can't even get into it right now. It's an incredible show. It's an incredible podcast, part of Barstool for the time being, or maybe yeah, going forward, we're, we'll see. Um, hardest working podcast that I've, uh, they just never stop it. They're indefatigable, as uh, Dino Dennis would say, actually. All right, um, all right. And, um, and just check it out on your own. I don't have enough time right now. Kirk's got a tape soon anyway to get into the whole universe it is that kick-ass show but it is absolutely worth it um all right kirk a, a local institution here um the phantom gourmet here in boston in new england uh, the ceo got in some hot water maybe wrote some facebook posts last week in the last few days essentially uh, castigating the looters having a little fun uh with the looters uh which are not really the protests at all the looters and all that, that are an ancillary part of uh, all this that's happening in the, in the wake of george floyd's death and uh because he has condemned looting now uh he's gone he's had to go they can't the show is on hiatus and he is essentially uh, self-immolated and um he's just um been erased and this is just one of the more recent erasures that are happening all over the place and whether it's in editorial boards or uh ceos and people and other people in business it's like i look around to the left and right and there's a group of folks that are the you know who are influential in the world and then suddenly joe's gone and then bill's gone and then sarah's gone and then you know a couple of years ago kirk was gone and mm-hmm. you've been deleted and um <laughs> mugged by the these crazy movements but i've never seen it like this where this isn't a matter of you saying something that where you're it's wrong think this is a matter of you not reciting precisely whatever this mantra of this crazy movement is that's happening um and when i say the crazy movement i mean the thing that's canceling everybody not the protesting for black lives um if you if you deviate a little bit you're freaking done First of all, am I am I right to be just astounded by the speed of this thing? And two, what do you make of it? Well, I appreciate that you referenced Dino, then uh, honored Dino by asking a Dino question. There. That might have been <laughs> that might have been the record breaker. <laughs> I, uh, well, I well, what I think is this: like we could get into the sort of the minutia and you know what, what, what he means by this, what he means by that, what this tweet means, what that tweet means. I'm going to jump ahead like six things. Um, I think Andelman's, and that's the family's name, it's sort of like a legendary radio family in Boston. Um, what Dave, Dave's biggest mistake, of course, was apologizing. Because once you apologize, you open the door and you allow people to say, see, see, he's wrong. He's saying he's wrong. And nobody on the other side or on, of, of either side, really, the argument, whoever, whoever opposes whomever, nobody wants to actually hear Dave Andelman apologize just like nobody really wants to hear rick wilson apologize today for a stupid dominoes thing and he has a confederate flag nobody wants to, nobody wants to hear anybody apologize because they don't believe they're sorry and dave you know apologize like drew Brees apologized and everybody knows they could smell you know they could smell her from a mile away it's not it's not legitimate so don't give him that now you know i read all the tweets that he had do i personally have an issue with any one of those tweets individually i do not 
Uh, do I think 80% of the people who read those have any issue with it? No, not really. And for this now, you know, he's out of work. And now the other side will say, uh, well, gee, what is that? To, how is that compared to what George Floyd went through? Of course it doesn't. But I think we all rational people agree what happened to Floyd is nuts. It's mm-hmm. crazy. So now we look at the things that interest me and interest you, like how the media is handling this. And it is absolutely crazy. And I don't know when it stops. I've been saying for the last couple of years, I don't think Washington, D.C. is going to be called Washington, D.C. anymore. No. Or Jefferson or nope. or uh, the state of Washington or memorials or anything. Those. Mm-hmm. And then, like I always say, and then I'll let you. And then, like, the next time some, you know, moronic idiot cop has his knee on the guy's head, is he going to say, you know what? Oh, that's right. The the the, the Menden driving is owned now by the other Andalman guys, and the Phantom Gourmet is on hiatus. So I'm not going to be a dick cop right now. Of course not. It has nothing to do with the solution. It's just wasting time. Yeah, and I get it. And I think you're right about Washington D.C. There's no doubt about that. I'm shocked that the owner of the Redskins is still holding strong. They must have. Or maybe true. actually, Kirk, is that why he's holding strong? Because they can't beat him because they've already tried for years. Maybe. Maybe. And I do think, you know, like uh, in a weird way, this will galvanize and it just makes things even more like it's going to galvanize people for like Dave Andelman. It's going to galvanize people who are, they're going to say, you know, uh, that stupid donut shop in Rhode Island where people mm-hmm. all get together and say, screw this guy. Uh, rightly so. But it's like, well, if your game plan is to get actual change in America, which I'm all on board for, I'm all on board for, you know, not defunding the police departments, but allocating funds in different ways. I have no problem with that. I think those are conversations that are great, but I'm not hearing a lot of that. What I'm hearing is let's ruin this guy. Let's cancel law and order. Let's cancel live PD. Let's cancel Paw Patrol. Mm-hmm. Let's cancel Blazing Saddles. And you're like, well, or let's change Gone with the Wind and have, you know, uh, a discussion in the middle of the movie. Why? Why can't you just say this is a period in time? Uh, this is how it was portrayed then. Look how ridiculous this is. Look at the progress we've made and look at the progress we should still make. It should be a history lesson it's it's total total lunacy right and you know when you guys got well when you got in the big 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 trouble uh with the we got canceled right (laughs) when you got canceled um from that guy essentially one guy who worked with a globe editorial board person in you know in harangued advertisers which is freaking incredible but that was a good harbinger of thing to come things to come just think how that editorial board was used now and now the the editorial board of the new york times of course is the same freaking thing it's millennials running it to use as an activist hammer to bash things but when you were when you when they went after you for that stuff and that was ridiculous too that was freaking mm-hmm. ridiculous yeah. um you know that was at least it was on topic of a theory that they were trying to propagate and you were in the way so they stepped on you with this are you not supposed to get condemn looting with this animal yeah no no you no, no 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 you can't you can't do it. I, we you know i've been going to sort of a little war with another podcast host at barstool this uh, uh ellie schnitt mm-hmm. who had a co who had brought somebody on as an activist and they and they said we should burn down police buildings basically and ellie was like i agree with that and you're just like and there's no brushback for that but if i criticize them for saying that i get brushback and it's kind of like i mean this is i guess the way it's gonna go the irony of course is you know um to me like the real racism is not questioning things but it's when you know white people um, sort of take this up as a, as a pet cause for a few weeks, pretend that they care about it, recommend books and reading lists and tell us not to be how not to be racist. And then they move on to the next thing. Like that's that to me is real. The root of sort of white guilt for a few weeks stuff that is not being solved. 
at all. But you're right. I mean, the Globe, you know, took us down and whatever. Now, of course, the Globe editorial board, just like the New York Times, just like, you know, pick your newspaper, the Washington Post is mostly white. The owners are white. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the managing editors are almost always white. But they, they, they don't want to look at their they don't look at themselves in the mirror. They just want to point fingers. But, yeah, I mean, I think we're going to get to the point where you're going to see major editorials, you know, condemning people for condemning, you know, like, let's just say, God forbid, the police station burns down. Like, it literally burns down and somebody's in it and they die or something. Mm-hmm. They're going to defend the person who did that before they defend the police officers. No question. That, that, that's not even a doubt. Right. Or the blame will go to the system that made the cop Correct. have, yeah, to, be, yeah. have to be in yes, there. Yes. So I talked to this right. guy who's in who's in local media today and um, and his he's scared to death. He's got a gig. These gigs are hard to get. It's still he's in still kind of a terrestrial broadcast thing. Right. And he said his responsibility right now is to survive, to just stay out of the way. Yeah. Survive. Down, get my paycheck and go home. Right. Well, I mean, and uh, and well, is that your responsibility? Is that your responsibility, or, or is well, it mine? I mean, I you know I left. I was making a lot of money, a lot of money, and you know, I mean, I'm doing really well now too. Mm-hmm. But I looked at it and said, well, there are things I want to talk about. They're not going to let me talk about. It. It's their dime, so I'm going to kick. I literally crawled and kicked my way out of my job. Um, and I just want to ask questions, like you know, I don't, I don't believe Tory Hunter's story, you know. That doesn't mean I don't believe that people have said horrible things to Tory Hunter or that horrible things have been said at Fenway Park or that racism exists in Boston. Of course, all those things are true. But when an individual story comes up, I look at it, I break it down and I say, I believe it or I don't. And, you know, if Jerry and I, you know, you, you do uh, podcasts with Jerry, mm-hmm. my old partner, Jerry Callahan. If we were doing our show today, we would I would we would go in would say, oh, I don't really believe Tory Hunter. And they would call us in and say, what are you doing? Like, what, stop. You can't talk about that. Don't talk about that. Don't, you know, in a nation where we want to dialogue more than ever, mm-hmm. they would say no room for dialogue. No, 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 no. Just go along with it. Say everything's great. Say you believe everything. Move on. You know, and when you do that, like that thing, that doubting thing in your head, when you're told not to do, to go mm-hmm. along with it, you just get frustrated and pissed off and it festers and it becomes counterproductive, but they don't understand that. They just, right. you know, that by they, I mean the program directors in radio or whomever. <laughs> They right. don't understand that. They'll, they'll never understand it. They really won't. They right. don't get to that position. If, if you had been in the straight and narrow at EI for the last year and had gotten in no trouble, and Jerry as well, they would have preemptively uh, suspended you guys 10 days ago. There's no yeah, way. They would, found, they would have found something. They would have said, you know, it's probably best. We'll pay you. But, you know, why don't you guys go to your houses in Maine, play some golf, hang out with your family, and we're going to put on, mm-hmm. you know, some fill-in guy and some former athlete, and they will talk about if people want to do this, they want to do it. It just doesn't just me. They're going to talk about how Major League Baseball is coming back or not coming back today for four hours while the country is literally, <laughs> you know, burning and changing and stuff. And some good stuff, too. Like, I see you tweet, you know, you're not just one of these guys who just blindly right wing. I mean, there are there are things that are going to come out of this that I believe will be productive. I do believe that. Yeah. And I think that's worth having a discussion about. And when the president says something stupid, or tweet something stupid like he did about the guy in Buffalo the other day or right. these dumb law and order tweets. Like, you know, we should make fun of him too. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I mean, if, if anything, I, I mean, that's what listening to your show, there's nobody safe on your show, on your podcast no. right now. But before I let you go, and thanks again for doing this, for jumping sure. on. Of course. You, um, so there are people, like we just talked about the broadcaster who wants to be safe, wants to make sure he can bring, um, you know, home money to the family and just survive yeah. and not be labeled a racist because 
when for people who aren't used to being called that a lot, it, that's it's pretty damn hurtful, you know. It is. In, if, if you've been called it, if you've been called it before, it's hurtful. Because, right, and you have. Yeah, yeah. Your yeah. kids are a little older than my kids, but, but my daughter's ten now. She could look up Tom Shattuck, and racist would come up in some re- result somewhere. Sure. In right. Uh, sure, you God, you deal with the same thing. So yeah. So so what is it? Is this? And I don't want to wave the flag of you know free speech here, but. Is this is this is the service you're doing, and that a few are trying to do just to let people out there know people who have to work for a living who are saying is the world going freaking crazy? Is it just to let them know that they're not crazy, and they're not alone? Or is I just, just find it I just find it interesting. Like I, I I find the topics interesting. I don't like I don't mind if people because I think when they do that they've lost the argument. That's like saying you can call people anything. That's fine. I just think it's always been interesting to me. That if you say you don't believe somebody said that word, then you're a racist because you believe it's just it's a weird right. and people say it all the time. I, I, I you know, I believe that, but it, I, I don't know. Like I find that and this is what it's all about is having an audience and we've gathered a really big audience because clearly there are people who want to have these conversations, conversations, you know, and it's there's not many left and there's certainly not many left who will say like I'll say, you know. I'll call Nancy Pelosi an idiot, and then mm-hmm. I'll call Donald Trump an idiot. Like I think that is a really, really small crowd in the extreme, extreme, extreme on both sides. I just go worn out by them. Like I'm like, well, I know where you're going to go with this story, no matter what, whether you believe it or not believe it. And that is like, has never appealed to me. I sort of like looking at each thing individually, and 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 coming to a decision. And and I, I do think that in particular is 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 really dying. Yeah, and I think that one of the things people don't understand about a, a show like yours is that other people can go on there and call you whatever they want, anytime, as hurtful anytime. as they want. As a matter of fact, I think you prefer it to uh, compliments. Yes. Listening well, to Tom, it. I, I, I'll say like you know, but here's the problem, and this is where like then people say, "Oh, you're right." The people who are willing to come on and mm-hmm. have the conversations, by and large, over the last year, have been on the right. Yeah, you know. Uh, Tucker Carlson comes on Donald Trump Jr. comes on and they're willing to talk and have conversation whereas you know I would I would we, we've asked every Rachel Maddow uh, you name them everybody on the left nobody will come on nobody will come on and have a, a debate if they say something we disagree with they won't come on whereas somebody on the other side you know they will have that conversation it, it, it's weird the 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 the, the right wing the, uh, you know the Republicans are more willing to talk about this stuff than than the Democrats it's not I mean it, not, for us so far you're in no comparison mm-hmm. so this does this craziness recede or is this is this just on now for good well I mean you know it's weird like you know as the actual ru- protests have have quieted down it's become more of a media issue but let's be honest I mean come November if there is a re-election <laughs> Which I, which I think is good. I think is going to happen. I think Trump will get reelected, and if that happens, it's going to be, you know, four years ago it was people crying and yeah. students in colleges, literally drawing and coloring books like this was going on. Yeah. Now what's funny now is that crowd, that 21, 20, 20, 21, 22 year old kids who were coloring in the coloring books, twenty year old kids, they're now twenty four and twenty five, and now they're working and now they're starting to make some noise. So when Trump gets reelected, if Trump gets reelected, it's going to be just as crazy and god forbid god forbid i don't want this to happen i don't like the fact that this cop was bumped up to second degree and i can see a real defense being made for this guy where they say this guy uh, you know floyd had stuff in the system 
Um, this is a second degree murder charge. I, I, a third degree murder charge I thought was so easy, easy conviction. Put this jerk away for years. God forbid you get one or two people on that trial and that jury who are like, I, I'm not sure. And it's even a hung jury. Then it's the craziest. It'll be the craziest riots in the history of America. Honestly, uh, yep. in 100, 150 years in America. Yeah. And Keith Ellison's running the, the prosecution. Prosecution. He's a political opportunist. So Absolutely. Anything- it, it, and I think he thinks he's going to score some points if he bumps up the second degree. Well, great. But. And look, you know, I want this guy to go to jail forever. But like I'm that that makes me really, 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 really nervous. That that part of it from a from a a, that that I think would be just it would make L.A. after Rodney King look like nothing. You know, God, I can't imagine. All right. Kirk Minahan. It's the Kirk Minahan show. Everybody, you should listen to it. The thing is fantastic. There's an ensemble, him and Blind Mike and uh, Steve Robinson. They do an awesome job. Uh, Congrats on all your success, my friend. I appreciate the time. All right, Tom, I'll talk to you soon. Hopefully he'll talk to us soon. Who knows? I mean, he works for a great company. Who They've got his back. He's allowed to say essentially whatever he wants to say. <laughs> Hopefully he'll talk to us soon. Maybe people won't try to mess with him because he's already fought the good fight before. And people know that he was willing to, to go to any distance to defend himself. He's had enough of this stuff. But other people will disappear. People with platforms will disappear. This is not stopping right now. And the big push, of course, are all these joiners. And, and Kirk was essentially saying it, like Ellie Schnitt, who's got this podcast or something. I have no idea. And, you know, she donated money, I think, to bail out people who were arrested, some of these rioters. And so many people are doing that. Well-meaning people are doing that. You know, the white American liberals are doing this and feeling good about it and even though some of these people that they're going to be bailing out are people who threw bricks through windows of businesses owned and business businesses owned by by black people and minorities and people and and uh, who whose customers and workforce are also minorities, and you're bailing them out because it feels good for a second. It makes me feel like I did something really really good. Oh my god, this is the stupidity is crazy. And I was just talking to a f- friend of mine. And he's got a son uh, who's a Yale guy and his son is uh his son is all in all in how dare you and he's calling everybody in the family a a white supremacist and in his uh you know racism every third thing is racism and he doesn't he bemoans you know any calendar holiday and this and that it's like why are you paying for college for this kid do you have these colleges mint you know 22 year old progressive idiots they don't know anything has no time and this and this kid of course is this young man is he's teaching his whole family about all of these injustices that that the united states was built upon and he's done nothing but go to grow up in a rich town and go to college what the what the hell do you know about anything any you know nothing and you're preaching to a bunch of people who are 50 years old who've had decades more life on this earth than you have lived the real thing and not propagandize, you know, uh, what scholastic material that whatever progressive, uh, you know, uh, you know, thought leader uh, had disseminated in the classrooms. This is ridiculous. So this, I, I was listening to the Minahan uh, show today, and they were talking about this uh, Ellie Schnitt, who's who's somebody. But I just, I want to play this, and they talk over it, these guys. It's Kirk Minahan, Mike Geary, and uh, Steve Robinson, and you'll hear them. Commenting a little bit here and there, but this is her talking about how good and virtuous she feels because she's on the right side of history. Isn't isn't that a weaponized uh, term these days? And 
she feels really good about it, and her her co-host, whoever it is, also feels good about it. And just listen how happy, so, how great, they're ebullient, they're so full of self-satisfaction for having done the right thing, even though they got criticized for blindly giving money to looters. You know, they are so satisfied with themselves. The thing is, when you're getting backlash from people who are brazenly deciding to be on the wrong side of history yeah. in public, in front of everyone. like just yeah. front, So the whole world knows that they're failing this open note test right now on the yeah. world. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, I, it doesn't bother no. me. It doesn't, that means there's like, something good's happening. Yeah, that means so I'm proud of Hold on one second, hold on, hold on a second. Yeah. If you're pissed, like, if you're worried about that, you know what? If you're pissing racist people off, you're yeah, probably you on the right track. <laughs> Can you imagine the tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars that went into educating that person, that vacuous person, educating that person that, that that's, those are the barometers of life? The wrong side of history. According to who? It's not just this, it's not just millennials and whatever she is, millennial or whatever, who feel this way, believe me. And when I was a, you know, 25 year old, years old, half the people my age were being educated by John Stewart, which was even worse. But can you imagine just how her life goal is to feel satisfied and virtuous about something, regardless of the of the details or the facts on the ground? Regardless, it felt good, felt good to her. Like it felt good for for Jane Fonda in the you know the late sixties, early seventies to go to North Vietnam to to hang out with the North North Vietnamese regular army and to buddy be pals with them and to taunt the american troops and to you know ride on the cannon there's a great picture of her riding on the cannon well american 19 year olds are in combat against these guys she's betraying her country she's hanging out with the north vietnamese army and exciting them and emboldening them getting them excited and emboldened and passionate so they can push bayonets that much further into the chest of some poor 17 year old american gi but Jane felt really, really good about it. And that's all that matters. The thing is, when you're getting backlash from people who are brazenly deciding to be on the wrong side of history <laughs> yeah. in public, in front of everyone, like just yeah. in front, so the whole world knows that they're failing this open note test <laughs> right now on the yeah. world, like it doesn't matter. Like I, it doesn't bother no. me. It doesn't, that means there's like, something good's <laughs> happening. Yeah, that means so I'm the charity Hold on, one second. Hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Thing. Yeah. If pissed, like if you're worried about that, you know what? If you're pissing racist people off, you're yeah, you probably on the right yeah. track. Right. Ooh, can you imagine how good they feel about it, too? I really feel good about this. We did something important here. What is Louis C.K. I guess he's not, well, I'll tell you, he's been banned. He was, he was deleted a while ago under different circumstances. That's a different show. But it is amazing. It is amazing. Uh, you know what? I should find the kid from Noodles. There was about 10 years ago when the... When the um, you know what? I wonder if I can find it. Hang on one there. If I have it here, then I'll play it. If I don't have it, then forget it. I doubt I have it. But in Wisconsin, when those riots were happening... Nah, damn. Don't have it. Anyway, when those riots were happening in Wisconsin, all these, essentially, they were just... They were the millennial version of Antifa. Uh, they all were... This kid said... He was a protester, and he said, you know, I work at this place called Noodles, and it's an oppressive authoritarian regime, and I'm trying to overthrow it. I keep telling – it's an American college kid, of course. He's like – and I keep telling the fry cook that we should, like, be unionized and have a revolution and overthrow the owner of the place and make sure he gives us an equal hand in decisions made going forward. And you know the fry cook <clears> – <throat> 
It's probably an immigrant to the country who's like, man, just shut up. I'm just trying to make some money to start a life in embark on the American dream. You spoiled college people. Just shut up. But this kid was like so proud of himself. And that's Ellie Schnitt. So proud of themselves for doing absolutely nothing. And I certainly blame the parents for it. I don't want to yell all the time, by the way. I'm not. I'm actually a happy person. I just. Unbelievable things are happening here. And I'm. As you heard with the. With Kirk, there are people who are hiding and trying to duck and cover and survive, and I understand that. And there are people who are standing up and, and you know, saying what needs to be said, that this is crazy and this is not acceptable. And this is not America acting like this, burning down institutions and punishing speech, even speech that's benign, but punishing it with the ruining, depriving people of institutions they've built. Businesses they've, businesses they've built, ripping their livelihoods away, you know? But, you know, it's, somebody feels really good the about it. The thing is, when you're getting backlash from people who are brazenly deciding to be on the wrong side of history <laughs> yeah. in public, in front of... Dude, you're on the wrong side of history. What a baseless, dumb, simpleton thing to say. It's Nothing more to it. And that's, you know, all it is is sloganeering and sloganeering. And for her, that's fine, because she can say that. And I'm sure that her mommy and dad will take care of her if anything happens. But there are real adults with real do- jobs <clears throat> really producing something out there. And it matters. If their business is destroyed, it matters. If their business is destroyed, nobody's punished be- and people are bailed out from people like Ellie Schnitt. That's not good. That's not justice. That's not fair. We're already seeing enough of this. Where there, there are two rules for Americans. If you're a law-abiding person during the time of COVID, you have to get in your basement and shut up. And if your stock market, if your stock value plummets, if your business plummets, if your employees have to leave, if if you're in a depression and bipolar and you're drinking and taking drugs, too bad for you. Shut up. You're to be compliant. But... There's a special class out there who gets to throw bricks through windows and, and to get to be the kid from Noodles and like Ellie Schnitt where no, no rules apply to you because you're in the right side of history. Doesn't it feel good? It's dumb. It's dumb. I mean, obviously she's dumb. It, it, it's okay. It's okay to be dumb. And I'm sure her heart's in the right place. And that's fine. But you can't countenance these people. And thank God. God, that there are platforms where the debate in, is hashed out and what these people say, their words and their writings and their comments are are analyzed and dissected and by thinking people who have a value system, who have some life experience, and not for the purposes of banning them for saying stupid things. At least shouldn't lose her job for being a moron. People like morons. But it's just, um, it's notable that this is have happening and that so many norms are being changed. And people think, well, if it's change, it's good, right? You know, it's, it, it's why are you afraid of change? Conservative means afraid of change. It's, shut up. Okay, want to do change? Let's uh, switch to nuclear power. Uh, then change isn't good suddenly. It's crap. Anyway, so um, I do want to play. So you just heard from somebody dumb, and that's fine. I want to play something that uh, I... 
I heard today on the Commentary Podcast. This is something, Commentary Magazine is a brilliant magazine. You should get it. John Podoritz runs it. He's brilliant. In the July-August issue, there's something called We Must Stop the Great Unraveling. It's an editor's commentary. So it's an editorial, essentially. But it's even more than that. It's essentially their new mission statement and uh, motto, mantra. It's They're essentially planting the flag and saying, enough of this crap. We are not having this anymore. Things need to change. Once again, this is Commentary Magazine. The guy reading this is John Podhoritz. Uh, you should get commentary. Listen to the podcast. These guys are brilliant. And he's saying what we should all say. This has to end. We need to correct this situation right now. We need to correct a situation where a good businessman who employs plenty of people who has a clean record and and if you can read his heart, who knows what it says, but everything forensically shows that he's been a you know a benevolent guy and a guy who's a net plus to the community, a cross section of the community. I'm not sure Ellie Schnitt can say that. And it's happening all over the place. And enough, enough is enough. This is the great unraveling across the United States. A great unraveling is in progress. A rolling crime wave under the guise of social activism, has left city after American city shattered and smoldering. Armed anarchists have seized territory inside Seattle with the blessing of local government. In Minneapolis and other cities, a campaign to enfeeble or eliminate the police has gained full legitimacy. In Kentucky, the governor has vowed to provide free health care only to one racial group. In the private sector, companies such as Uber Eats have pledged their commitment to a policy of race-conscious discrimination as well, and major media organs sanction all of the above as proper as, uh, as proper and good. The unraveling goes further still. Social justice mobs have taken aim at freedom of expression, inventing new heresies daily and ruining the lives of those who unwittingly give voice to them. Forced confessions and language prescriptions are the order of the day. Poetry, fiction, movies, and television shows, including children's cartoons, are canceled and excised from history. Indeed, all art and opinion are now subject to the chopping block lest they prove insufficiently propagandistic. To rewrite the present, the mob has rewritten the past. They have forced upon us a distorted and grotesque version of American history. With the support of corporations and education boards, school books, and curricula tell of an unredeemable America founded not on the promise of human liberty, but human bondage. What's more, this history discounts the transformative progress on racial equality for which Americans black and white have given their lives. Through the violent politicization of all aspects of American life, the mob aims to destroy the country as we know it and replace it with a new one, an anti-America that trades speech for violence, police for thought police, a free press for an indoctrination network, and the respect due the citizen for the obeisance owed the mob. There is one way to stop the unraveling, refuse the mob. We have seen again and again that the mob comes only for those who hope to please it, and when it does, no amount of apology will save you. We stand against the mob and all its aims. We stand against the chaos and violence, the silencing of debate, the purging of heretics, the rewriting of history, and the destruction of the greatest country in the world. We will defend the most majestic achievement of humankind, the United States of America, against the most ignoble impulse in human history to tear down that which is good. What we stand for a plurality of opinion in the public square. We affirm that the right to voice a minority opinion is equal in every respect to the right to voice a majority opinion. We therefore reject the public policing of opinion in all its forms. 
a full airing of available facts and data on all topics. We welcome any impartial findings that may serve to advance discussion. No objective facts are beyond the bounds of deliberation and debate. A rejection of cancel culture and all it entails. We renounce enemies lists, online media mobs, and professional scalp hunts. Clear, bright lines between speech and violence. We affirm that speech, spoken or written, and no matter how egregious, is not equivalent in any way to violence. Similarly, physical violence is not a mode of speech. And an absolute rejection of political violence. We affirm that violence, even in the service of a just cause, is wrong. No exceptions or excuses. We hope you will join us, the editors. Here we go. By the way, just breaking now, Google has uh, demonetized the Federalist. And you probably have read some of the works of some people who have uh, who are in their pages. Uh, apparently, there are some criticism of the protests in the comments section. I assume it's uh, probably pretty much of the same, divergent from the message of the day that the progressive uh, overlords are... Uh, are demanding that you comply with it constantly. So it keeps happening, keeps happening, keeps happening. And uh, I think Stitcher and all that stuff, or find them at Barstool. They do one hell of a job. Check out Commentary Magazine. Please uh, subscribe to the Tom Shattuck Burn Barrel podcast. And um, follow me on Twitter, at Tom Shattuck. All right, guys and girls, thanks so much. See you later. Let me know how you feel about the music, by the way, because I, I really am, think it's kind of soothing and nice. At the same time, I feel like like somebody should punch me. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.